Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are helping to improve our, our distribution of our radio show. So not only can you get it locally in the Green Bay, Wisconsin market in the USA, Central Standard Time, but you can also get it by going to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and there you can listen live by adjusting the times wherever you are to the times that we are broadcasting in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And if you cannot do that, you can always download the radio show on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So we are getting out around the world. We have been before through our live streaming to the website, but now we are getting on more channels for people to download and listen to Terry Talks Nutrition anywhere, anytime. If you're out walking, jogging, whatever you're doing that takes you outside of the home or outside of the reach of a radio or computer, you can download it and listen anytime you want. But you can also go to our website and read of all our newsletters and subscribe to our newsletter. If you'd like to receive our newsletter every Friday, just subscribe to the newsletter, e-newsletter, Terry Talks Nutrition, and we'll send it to your email address every Friday. As always, we are bringing you a great lineup of topics. And today, we're going to be talking about a mineral that not many people know about or may understand. It's called silica. S-I-L-I-C-A, silica. We'll talk about what it is and why it has such great health benefits. We're going to talk about olive oil and why it is good for your mouth. Now that may seem strange, so let's explore that as well. And then we'll talk about the top health goals of 2021. Some very, very good news. Now, we've talked a lot about curcumin. Well, it's been one of my top subjects of the articles I write and the radio show. And a brand new study on curcumin has some far-reaching effects for the health of your brain. And then we'll talk about how to lower your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and another, uh, any number of other indications with berberine. Berberine is an alkaloid extracted from several different plants, a natural alkaloid from berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, berberine. And how to have better sleep when you're an adult. Most adults don't sleep, sleep like a baby. 
to how can we have better sleep as we get older. We'll talk about the nutrient of probiotics for dogs and why common medication increases your risk of falling. So we have a lot of good topics, so let's just jump into some of our topics and let's see if we can whittle away at some of these great subjects. Silica. It's a very important mineral for bones, teeth, hair, skin, and nails. And it's found in a plant called horsetail. Horsetail is a plant related to the species of ferns, F-E-R-N-S, ferns. It contains almost 80% silica. It's a very rich source of this rare mineral, but little known mineral that not many people use on a daily basis when they should. Silica is essential for bone formation and remineralization of your bones. Not many people use silica. They use calcium. But actually in Europe, they don't prescribe calcium as often as we do in the U.S. More often, it is called silica for bone formation, bone health. And what it does, even if a little bit of calcium is in your body, silica transports the calcium into the bones. That might be the missing link or the missing key as to why some people don't absorb enough calcium. Not that you have to increase your calcium, the amount that you take, but silica increases calcium absorption and retention in the bones by over 50%. So you're thinking strong bones, less risk of fractures, faster recovery after a fracture, even in dental implants, silica proved to be successful and effective in increasing strong bones and teeth. In an animal model, a subject of a test concerning osteoporosis, which many, many people suffer from today, and many women, and they're given some very serious drugs to prevent or lower the risk of osteoporosis, but they have a tremendous amount of side effects. But using silica as a supplement was associated with a 30% increase in bone strength, bone density. And silica is not just for the bones. In fact, it's been hailed as one of the beauty secrets for improving collagen and connective tissue. That means stronger cartilage, stronger tissue around ligaments and tendons around the bones. 
joint. It's required for collagen and connective tissue and improves hair, nails, and skin. In fact, it increases collagen formation by over 50%. So if you're taking collagen as a supplement, it definitely improves collagen formation by over 50%. In a study of women with fine hair, nine months of silica supplementation increases hair strength by almost 10%. In women with sun-damaged skin, 20 weeks of silica as a treatment reduced skin roughness by almost 20% and strengthened their hair and nails. So what should you know about silica and what type should you select? Well, look for a plant-based silica from horsetail. Orthosilic acid, which some people use as silica, is synthetic. It is made from sand. And bamboo also contains some silica, but it's not easily absorbed. The silica molecules are much, much too large to be absorbed than the silica from horsetail. And for skin, hair and nails, and basic bone support, take about 20 milligrams daily. But if you've experienced a fracture, have osteoporosis, have had dental implants, or have any other bone concerns, bone issues, it might be good to have a dosage of 40 to 80 milligrams daily for four to eight weeks, a month or two. You want a higher dosage than just a maintenance dosage to try to correct the condition. Silica is a mineral that I think will prove to be very successful in providing better bone density and bone health. So look for silica. You can probably find it in your health food store. Make sure you get it from horsetail, not bamboo, not from sand. And it's best to take 20 milligrams daily for a maintenance dosage and 40 to 80 milligrams if you are trying to correct a condition such as osteoporosis or a dental implant that maybe is not doing well. Now we all know that olive oil, I love olive oil. And there are a tremendous amount of studies showing how healthy olive oil is for our heart, brain, eyes, especially when you get a high 
polyphenol content, olive oil. The olive oil that is best in content of polyphenols, which are compounds that are found in many different kinds of food, and one of the, I think one of the most important nutrient outside of vitamins and minerals for improving the quality of your health. Many foods contain some level of polyphenols. And there are 8,000 polyphenols. And some of the best possible sources for polyphenols are in some of the herbs that we have talked about over and over again, such as olive oil, curcumin, grapeseed extract, propolis, green tea, and apple extract. These contain high levels of polyphenols. And we should be getting, on a daily basis, from our food, about a thousand milligrams of polyphenols. And le- I left one good food out of the, all of those that I had mentioned, and that is red wine. Red wine is very high in polyphenols. Now, the Mediterranean diet, which is hailed by many nutritionists to be one of the best diets possible, Yes, it is. But in it, it, but in its entirety, that means lots of olive oil daily. If you look at the Greek, Italian, Spanish residents and citizens, olive oil is on the table every meal. And they drink olive oil. I've talked to people from the Mediterranean and I asked them about their olive oil intake. And one gentleman said, every morning my mom used to pour a shot glass full of olive oil and us kids always drank it every morning. Kind of like those in the Scandinavian countries would do with cod liver oil. So the Mediterranean diet is good, but make sure that you follow all of the factors of the Mediterranean diet. And the wine, three glasses of red wine daily is a good dosage to comply with the Mediterranean diet. So we just can't follow part of a diet and expect the benefits. But how many people consume that much olive oil daily, or wine daily, and in the Mediterranean they do. Red wine, primarily, because you only need three glasses of red wine to give you the polyphenols that you require, and you would need 12 glasses of white wine to equal the three glasses of red wine. Not many people have three glasses of red wine daily, and 
The minimum of the olive oil is three and a half tablespoons. All the research was done on 50 ml of olive oil, and that equates to three and a half tablespoons of olive oil. Olive oil to me is more than a food, it's a medicine. And when you consume the olive oil in the best way possible, at least to taste it, when you have a when you're experiencing maybe a new olive oil, take it off a spoon, not dipped it with bread. Don't dip olive oil in with don't dip your I should say, don't dip your bread in olive oil and try to taste the olive oil. You're not getting the taste of olive oil. And it should leave a sting in the back of your throat. Kind of like it chokes you a little bit. And that's because of the peppery taste of polyphenols. That gives you the best quality of olive oil. But now they found that olive oil is even good for your mouth. And they are saying, drop the mouthwash and rinse with olive oil instead. Now, I do that every morning. But I have added a little bit to my olive oil. I have added clove, the spice, clove, cinnamon, thyme, and oregano. I have a small bottle of olive oil. I don't have the big bottle that I have in my kitchen. And I, that's where I take my three, four, five tablespoons of olive oil every day. But I have poured a very high quality olive oil in a small bottle. And then I've added the clove as the spice, cinnamon, thyme, and oregano, oregano oil. And I shake that up. And then I use it every morning as a mouthwash. And I swish it in my mouth. I swish it between my teeth. So the olive oil is very nutritious for the mouth. And all the spices can kill a variety of viruses, bacteria, and fungal infections. So practitioners of traditional medicine recommend olive oil pulling and pulling is to keep the mouth and the entire body healthy. And when I say pulling, it's P-U-L-L-I-N-G, pulling. So how do you pull? Well, you swish a high-quality olive oil around in your mouth for at least five to 20 minutes. Now, I don't normally do that. I just don't have the time. I suppose if you were sitting around watching television, you could do that. But I do it to rinse my mouth out after I brush my teeth and swish my spicy olive oil in and around my mouth and teeth as a way to cleanse and to give you a fresh mouth and destroy the bacteria. So then when 
you have done, when you're done pulling, you spit the oil out. But don't spit it in the sink, as the oil can clog the drain. And do not swallow the oil, as it is full of bacteria pulled from your mouth. When I swish my mouth out as a mouthwash in the morning, I swallow it. Because I have a different combination of olive oil. With the spices, it kills the bacteria. So if you're swallowing the oil, there is no live bacteria. They're dead. And the throat and the esophagus can also contain bacteria. So it actually purifies the throat all the way down into the stomach and intestines. The oil reduces the ability of the bacteria to stick in the mouth and can prevent plaque formation. Traditional medicine practitioners also believe that oil pulling can help whiten teeth, reduce inflammation, and bleeding of gums, and freshen breath. So now here's the top health goals of 2021. People want less stress. They want better sleep and more energy. That's pretty much what I would say are the top goals of most people. They want to get the elephants off their shoulder. They want less stress. They want to sleep better and have more energy. In a recent survey of over 5,000 consumers in the U.S. and Canada, the top six health goals were, which are to eat healthier, 53% of the 5,000 consumers said they want to eat healthier. They want to increase exercise and fitness up to 48%. And 48% also said they want to lose weight. And why? Well, that is a way to achieve less stress, better sleep, and more energy. So these 5,000 people did improve a healthier diet and eat healthier. They did increase their exercise and fitness time and they lost weight. So what was the result? Well, they reduced stress by 47%. They got a better night's sleep up to 46% of those participants, and 42% of the subject increased their energy level. It's all going to come down to food is your best medicine. Drugs do not make you healthy. 
Drugs can be used in an emergency to help eliminate a crisis or some severe injury when you need quick response. But changing your health by eating a healthier diet, increasing exercise and lose weight are all great things and they'll make you healthy, but not immediately. It takes time to improve the quality of the health of your body. You'll see a change in three or four months. But if you just run over by a car, you don't have three or four months. You want immediate relief, immediate attention. And that's why drugs have a place in our society to improve and reduce accidents or the conditions of an accident or a severe injury, a very severe cut, whatever it might be. But over time, we don't have to use drugs to be having a better night's sleep, increasing our energy level, reducing stress. That all comes with being healthier. I think so many people don't realize how much power, in fact, I think it's the most powerful weapon we have to reduce many of our diseases reducing stress, increasing a better quality of sleep, and having better energy, more energy, is our diet. Changing our lifestyle will give us a better quality of all these goals. Now, there is a very good solution In fact, I think it should be called the all-in-one solution for stress. What is the answer? What is the all-in-one solution? All the all-in-one answer for stress? Stress relief. Sleep and energy. They are called adaptogens. Adaptogens, and I think I'm going to hold it right here because I don't want to break in the middle of what I'm going to offer you in the next few minutes. We have to take a station break. There will be some commercials coming up, and the station will identify itself. And then we'll come back with the second portion of our program right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. And our subject will be adaptogens. A-D-A-P-T-O-G-E-N-S. Adaptogens. What are adaptogens and what do they do for us? We'll learn more about that right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Welcome back, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. We're starting this last half of our program. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about adaptogens and how they can help you sleep better reduce your stress, lose weight, and just have a lot more energy. If you don't have the energy, if you fall in bed, exhausted, from doing what? Just the average day? 
we should have tons of energy. But think about this too. If you're eating a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, you are tiring yourself out. Because you are exhausting your energy levels. You get a very small amount of energy from sugar and carbohydrates, and then it's burned off, and you have to do it again and again and again. So that causes overeating, and you're trying to get more energy from the food you're eating, and it doesn't work. You need more proteins and fats to increase your energy levels. But the all-in-one solution for stress relief, a better night's sleep, and energy are a group of herbs, botanicals, in the 1950s, there were a few herbs that were classified as an adaptogen. And what are adaptogens? Well, they're herbal medicines. They're from plants that have no side effects, none whatsoever. They're non-toxic. They restore the body back to normal with a balance to all hormones and other factors that make up the body chemistry. If you're out of balance, they bring up what is too low. They bring down what is too high. They balance the chemistry of your body. They're a tonic to the body. They help the body to adapt and resist the negative effects of stress and illness. In fact, a recent paper was just written on a number of adaptogens that had a huge effect on COVID-19. It was just published about a month ago. So what do adaptogens do for us? They don't do any one specific thing. They fight fatigue. They increase energy. They help fight off illnesses and infection. They reduce stress hormones and induce calmness for better and more restful sleep. Can be both calming and energizing and even sleep promoting promoting without excessive or no stimulation. There are certain plants, certain compounds that stimulate the body. For example, one is caffeine. Caffeine will give you more energy. Caffeine will wipe you out. And with too much, it's not it's harmful. But you want plant medicines that will energize you, reduce fatigue, help fight off illnesses without stimulating your body. It's more like a tonic harmonizing all the compounds in your body to balance your chemistry. There are several that I like. 
They can be used in a combination. They can be used individually. But, in fact, right now there's probably a hundred herbal compounds, herbal medicines that are called adaptogens because they all have an effect on the body's chemistry, no side effects, and they perform over and over and over again. So I will give you several that I really like that has a major effect. Number one is red ginseng. Red ginseng can be used by both men and women. There has been a long-held myth that women should not use ginseng. If you look at a red ginseng root, or even a white ginseng root, they somehow look like a man. It looks like a body with legs. So they always thought it was a male herb. But studies have shown that women can benefit greatly from red ginseng, from increasing libido, desiring sexual relationships, performing better in the bedroom, for reducing menopausal symptoms. And now it has shown, both in men and women, in a clinical study, to improve focus, clarity, performance at tasks, performing those tasks more effectively, and improving attention for people who had high levels of job stress. Just think, this may even improve your financial picture. If we're not performing at our best, we may not be able to perform to the point where we are better paid. If we're just being able to get through the day, that doesn't look like high peak performance. And sometimes our pay is based on our performance. So the dosage of red ginseng is 200 milligrams of whole root powder once or twice daily. Now, in the, in the beginning, I would definitely do 200 milligrams twice daily. I would do that for three or four days, kind of jumpstart the body to really get the body level of energy level higher, better sleep, then reduce the dosage to just maybe 200 milligrams once a day. This is all based on a clinical study. It was a German study, very high quality German study that proved that had a huge impact for those that experience high levels of job stress, any kind of stress. It was done primarily on peak performance, out of job stress, but any stress. What kind of stress are you going through? 
I mean, men and women go through a variety of different kinds of stress. But hey, they're all levels of stress. Then I like rhodiola. R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Rhodiola. This herb comes primarily from Russia, Mongolia, Tibet, China. It grows at a very high elevation. And it's usually crafted, wild crafted. It hasn't been very successfully farmed. Some are trying to farm rhodiola with some major success, but nothing outstanding. So I fear for the, you know, the how long will rhodiola be around if it's wild crafted? So we, they can only pick so much, right? But I like it because it boosts energy levels tremendously. It reduces stress. And it proves focus and mental energy. Ashwagandha is another one of my favorite herbs for reducing stress, improves sleep. Now, this is even based on clinical trials. And from these clinical trials found that it reduced stress and even including reducing cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone and it increases levels of cortisol from the stress or the cortisol causes the stress. It's a stress hormone. But ashwagandha reduces it by 23%. Improves sleep. By 57%. Now the best dosage for a combination of rhodiola and ashwagandha is up to three times daily 500 milligrams. Preferably on an empty stomach. So I have several nutrients I take first thing in the morning before breakfast I, before I do anything else, I usually get up in the morning, take my little female Australian Shepherd, Bella, out to potty. And then we come in and I give her a treat. And then I take all my supplements that I want to take on an empty stomach. Then I go about the rest of my business. But I take 500 milligrams of rhodiola ashwagandha together. And I usually take one in the morning and one in the afternoon. But you can do that three times daily if you prefer. Or maybe if you need to. Now if you want to take just ashwagandha by itself and not take rhodiola. Then I would take about 150 milligrams of ashwagandha standardized to 35% of its key compounds with analytes. They're called with analytes once or twice daily. Those are the key compounds of ashwagandha. 
but I think you would be hard-pressed to find adaptogens that are better than red ginseng, rhodiola, ashwagandha. Now here is the new study I was talking about earlier. There are over 15,000 studies on curcumin. There are very few compounds studied more. The only two that I know that are studied more, there are 28,000 studies conducted on melatonin, which is one of my most favorite compounds for the health and life of the body. There's about 20,000 studies on omega-3 fatty acids, 15,000 studies on curcumin, and just on curcumin BCM95, there are 73 studies. And some of these studies show the protecting the brain from aluminum. Why is aluminum bad for the brain? Well, it's a metal used in many products and consumer goods and can be found in food packaging, cooking utensils, cosmetics, and even medications. Aluminum can be found in the blood and urine of every, and let me emphasize that, every human being. But it is not required nutrient. Aluminum is not a required nutrient. It has no beneficial effects in the body, but damaging effects, side effects. We have too much aluminum in the environment. So it is found in everybody on the planet, in the blood and urine of all human beings. And we don't need it, and it has side effects. And it can accumulate in the blood, lungs, liver, and brain tissue. So aluminum toxicity, that means an excessive amount, causes effects in the brain similar to Alzheimer's disease. One study found that drinking water high in aluminum doubled the risk of dementia and tripled the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Higher levels of aluminum have been found in people with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, and autism. There are a lot of vaccines, and many of the vaccinated children are vaccinated with those that contain aluminum. 
researchers looked at the ability of curcumin that was blended with turmeric essential oil to protect against the effects of aluminum toxicity in an animal study. Exposure to aluminum was associated with a 90% reduction in memory and learning test performance that was nearly eliminated by the treatment with curcumin combined with turmeric essential oil. The scores for the group that was exposed to aluminum but were then treated with curcumin with the oil with the essential oils, were nearly the same as animals that had never been exposed to aluminum. So it almost cleared, eliminated the aluminum from the body. Additionally, brain levels of curcumin were almost 14 times higher in the aluminum, excuse me, in the curcumin turmeric essential oil group, than in the group treated with standard curcumin extract. This combination of curcumin bound to turmeric essential oil is absorbed up to 700% more effectively and found to be far more effective treating toxic aluminum brain tissue than with standard curcumin extract. So how do you use curcumin? Always keep in mind that when we're talking about curcumin, we're not talking about turmeric. I have seen so many stories by authors, by journalists, um, They don't understand the relationship of turmeric to curcumin. You can't expect the apple tree to do the same for you as the apple would. You don't eat the tree. You eat the fruit of the tree. And curcumin is the spice, the medicine of turmeric. Turmeric is really, I like it. I love it. I I use it as a spice. That's what it is. It's a spice. Where curcumin is the medicine. Not turmeric. The curcumin that is bound to the turmeric essential oils is 500 times stronger than turmeric. Because curcumin is only in the root, and that's where it comes from, of the plant turmeric at about 2 to 4%. And in order for it to be medicinal, it has to be concentrated up to 95%. So turmeric is only 
could only be 1%, 2%, somewhere in that range, which is very, very minuscule. has really no value. Unless, like the Indians, you used it for 5,000 years. It's in every dish you eat, and it's been that way for centuries. Because some people ask me, well, why do the Indians have better health? Because they eat turmeric. They have 10 to 15 times less breast cancer. They have 10 to 15 times less prostate cancer. They have much better health. But they don't use salt and pepper. They use a ton of spices. Spices are a very healthy addition to the diet. I would look for a mix of spices and add those spices to all of your dishes. Start eating more spices and give up the pepper and and salt. Now when you combine turmeric essential oil to boost absorption in the brain and body, it would be best to take 750 milligrams that is standardized for 500 milligrams of curcuminoids. Curcuminoids are three compounds that are the key compounds besides curcumin. There's three of them. Curcumin is one. So daily, I would take at least 750 milligrams and sometimes more. I take twice that. I take 750 milligrams in the morning and 750 milligrams in the evening. Now this was the dosage. 750 milligram daily. The dosage used in human clinical trials not only for eliminating the aluminum from the brain, but for arthritis, dementia, cancer. There's many good reasons to use curcumin. One of the great natural medicines. And does not have any major side effects or adverse events. And because it is so concentrated... There are no other compounds. Where turmeric, because that is the root and not purified, it could contain contain in itself lead, cadmium, arsenic, and even oxalic acids. So you can't put them together. Keep them separate. If you want to use it as a spice, sprinkle some in your soups, marinate your meat, do whatever you want. But if you want the medicine, that is curcumin. So here's a nutrient that I think all dogs would benefit from. Probiotics. Just like people, dogs are healthiest when their gastrointestinal system has a high level of beneficial bacteria. 
Boosting the level of good bacteria in your dog's intestines helps them digest food, absorb nutrients more effectively. Reduces gas. You have no idea what suffering is until you have been trapped in a room with a gassy dog. Yeah, they do. And it can be very nasty. And also the probiotics. Controls intestinal inflammation. Inflammatory bowel disease in dogs. Here's what you should know about probiotics for dogs. A dog's stomach is much more acidic. Some sorts of say 10 times more acidic than a human stomach. This is why dogs can eat raw food or food that would make a human really sick. Their stomach acid is so high it kills off all the harmful bacteria. Therefore, any beneficial probiotic bacteria must be able to tolerate, withstand, and bypass a dog's acidic digestive system so that it can get down into the lower intestines. Two proven probiotics for dogs that are acid-resistant are Bifidobacterium animalis, shown to speed dogs' recovery from acute diarrhea, reduce recovery time as 40%, and the other bacteria is Bifidobacterium bifidum, administered 2.5 billion of a combination of these two probiotics daily with your dog's regular meal. Give your dog a good digestive system. Stop the gassiness. They even have indigestion. Wonder why dogs go out there and eat grass? They want to improve their digestive system. So with that, my friends, I'm all out of time for the day, but I'll be here tomorrow, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time on Sunday. And remember, you and I are the only ones responsible for our health. You and I are the only ones that can improve our health. And we are the only ones that destroy our health. Make some wise choices. Watch what you're eating. Get more activity. Get a better night's sleep. Do all the things that I consider are the basic principles of good health every day. Say a prayer, my friends, for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you and God bless America.